welcome to a place where you don't have to be perfect. But you're going to mess up. Everybody messes up and mm -hmm. that's okay. And there's grace for you too, even as a believer in Christ. A place where we talk about the Word of God. So no matter what Eve did in that moment, she still has the authority from God to crush Satan. Where we'll talk about real life and have fun doing it. Kristen, you need nourishment to <laughs> take care of him. <gasps> um, take that back. <laughs> real is part of my, my food pyramid. So welcome to the Upcycle Christian Podcast. We're glad you're here. Hey everybody, it's Heather. And Andy. And we are so excited to be back with you another week. And it's getting closer to Easter. It is getting closer to Easter. Easter is only a couple of weeks away. A couple of weeks away and then all those paper mache stones are going to roll. What? <laughs> you never seen like an Easter craft? Like... Or like a, they do the Easter story? No, nah, we went to public school and we weren't allowed to talk about that there. Okay. The churches do it all the time. Do you know, honey, I didn't, I didn't go to church like that until I was a lot older. You didn't paper mache in high school, okay? I mean, I don't paper mache, maybe it was clay, I don't know. <laughs> this Stop staring at me like I'm ridiculous, please. I'm staring at you like... I'm sorry your childhood was robbed of paper mache and fake stones being rolled away. Did that like did was that a real thing that like you guys yes. did? Yes. You never you never there yeah plays no. like you've never seen like the um uh, the heaven or hell plays stuff like that? No. No. Okay, I've seen I I take that back. There's I this group that one. actually travels around to different churches and they do like skits slash I don't know what you want to call them um not even really shows just whatever and it's like like a drama yeah drama but it's like they go around to different churches like it's like a traveling like message they give of like you know of heaven or hell i think your mom actually took me to one i think i think your mom actually took me to one i think so yeah or it's like these kids driving in a car and then they're in a car crash and then they're but like they don't oh where am i i've never seen a paper mache stone oh well that's like for an easter thing i've uh, never um Okay. <laughs> Shout out to all you, like, cultured and crafty gifted churches that do paper mache stones that roll away. Okay, well, um, <laughs> this is almost painful. <laughs> Can you leave me alone? Like, I just want to apologize to everybody. I'm sorry, I grew up in the 90s. I want to apologize to everybody that's listening right now. Okay, start over. Easter's almost here. <laughs> <laughs> Easter's almost here. Yep. And... I'm very excited about it. Mm -hmm. I love Easter. Um, but I want to talk about somebody that doesn't get a lot of, I, I'll say, airtime around Easter. And that's Judas. Judas, Judas. no. Have you seen that? No. Oh, it's a video. Um, but, you know, I think that Judas plays a way like, bigger part than he's given. And I think that there is something very valuable that you can learn from him. Um, and I just feel like that's kind of important to share. So, yeah. a little backstory. Um, this was something, like this kind of topic was something that um, was kind of put on my heart months ago. Way before Easter. Way before any of that. And it was like October... I was going through 
is something in my life and I was just really like really wrestling with some things and praying to God and just kind of wanting answers and this is kind of like the lesson that I guess I was given almost you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like this is what kind of God put on my heart and so I have had it sitting literally Andy can attest to this whenever I God woke me up in the middle of the night and told me I needed to start writing and I said good night God good night moon no thank you (laughs) <laughs> because back then I was like, no, mm-mm. I, I wasn't going to be used for anything. You know what I mean? Like that was kind of my mindset. Like I was still like not confident in myself as a Christian. And again, I was battling this like inner, you know, struggle that I was going through. So I went back to bed next morning, I wake up louder. God is like, you need to start writing. And I was flooded with this information i guess like these words you're in the zone i thought you were like really mad at me (laughs) yeah he thought i was mad at him i'm sitting and i'm just writing um andy's very conceited and thought i was writing some like heartfelt like breakup letter to him or something i just thought you were like writing i don't know i thought you were like you know instead of an argument i'm gonna i'm gonna write down my frustrations and what's wrong and i'm gonna bring it to him i'm all like Okay, here comes the novel of everything I've done wrong. Andy just thinks that the world revolves around him. No. Um, you of our world. No. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the what's the meme? It's like Gross. What's the meme? It's like I'm mad at the world. It's like, well then why are you mad at me? Because you are my world. Yes. Um, so anyway, so I ended up writing. I finally was like, Okay, fine, I'm gonna be obedient to what God's saying and I like in my spirit, like it almost felt like I had no choice. Like I was like, Okay. Let me just be obedient to this. And I started writing. Um, For those of you that don't know, I love writing. I love, I get so much joy out of writing, um, which is funny because I'm dyslexic. And so sometimes that's really hard for us. But um, so I just started writing. And it was like all these things that um, like were on my heart. And it was like the answers that I had been, you know, kind of asking God for. And... And that caused me to start um, looking more into, like, God kind of gave me this and was like, okay, this is where you're supposed to look. And then I, I opened my Bible started looking. I sat out there and wrote for three hours. Andy thought I was crazy. She was so mad. I thought she was so mad. He it's thought like, I was crazy. How much can she write? I was writing for three hours. And I when I tell you that it was some... Um, I, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it because it was like almost as if I wasn't even writing. Like I was just Trans- th- transferring. Yeah. yeah. Transferring, translating, whatever. Yeah. yeah, basically translate. Like God, I was just feeling flooded with all of this stuff and I was writing it all down. So it all happened to be about Judas and what kind of a man he was and stuff like that and I found very quickly going through the Bible that there's there's not much um said about him and the most infamous thing that everybody knows is that Judas is the man that betrayed Jesus now backtrack a little bit and Jesus had 12 disciples okay obviously each one of them is very important um from a standpoint of 
just having community and why it's important to have community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was one of the big reasons he had 12, because if he didn't think that they needed each other, then why would there have been 12? Why would there have been more than one? You know what I mean? Yeah, he could have said five guys that are all or the same. could have had one. Yeah. Um. So the other thing is I feel like they're, they were so, you know, kind of different, and each one of them had, like, I guess something we can learn something from or like talent a talent a strong area um you know and then you think okay well there's judas now judas role was to handle the finances take care of the money which is kind of ironic because judas was a thief but i think in that moment that was kind of like a test in a way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, because who would you say would be the most realistic person to trust with the finances? So Matthew would have been like the number one choice. Mm-hmm. He dealt with taxes. He dealt with money. He was good with numbers. Um, but instead it was Judas. And I I thought that was interesting. But when you think like big picture, Jesus knew everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like there was a plan. There was a purpose for him being there. He knew that. And I think with Judas, um, there is a specific verse in John chapter 12, and it's verse 4 through 6. And it says, Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. So, I find that interesting because when the disciples were called to follow Jesus, you know, you're giving up everything. Mm-hmm. Like, Peter left his family, left the fishing, left... He was called to be a, a fisher of men. Some even left their name behind. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, they their focus was Jesus and following him and, you know, what he had to say, what he was there for, all that. I find it funny that Judas was kept in charge, even because he was a thief, like he was kept in charge of the money, and it says that he took some for himself. So, to me, like, it just kind of shows that he was still being held by worldly things. Yeah. Like, he was still being... um, Yeah, that door cracked open. Yeah. He was greedy. And... There are points, um, you know, in in the gospel that say that um, Satan entered Judas as, at certain times, and that may have influenced his decision to betray Jesus. Now, they say that both in Luke and in John. So, my thing was, was Judas influenced by the devil because he still had that attachment to worldly things because he still had that attachment to greed and that foothold was placed in his life like he didn't quite get rid of that and we see time and time again like people will tell you like oh don't give the enemy a foothold in your life because that's all it takes you know yeah foothold foothold's a nice place to build a connection for a bridge yeah Mm -hmm. and 
so I think it's very interesting because I think Judas can shed light and give us a great example of, I'll say the small sin. I mean, he was stealing money from the money bag, okay? He wasn't out here murdering people. He wasn't out here, like, we could pick a whole bunch of bigger sins that he could have been doing that would have been like, that's terrible. You're supposed to be following Jesus. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But he was like, oh, I'm just going to take a few pieces of silver. Like, nobody's going to know. Like, and just stick them in his pocket. And he went about his day, and he was fine. He didn't say anything. And he was like, I'm going to give myself a little treat. So the greed ended up overtaking him because he sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver. To which then, after everything was, you know done he ended up returning the silver and basically said like i sold out an innocent man like i cannot take this and and so i had a moment where i had to step back and reevaluate the conflict in my life you know i had to look because i had been crying out to god and praying with him or um, praying to him and saying like God, I'm really struggling with this. Like, I don't know. Like, I need an answer. And God pretty much gave it to me through Judas. And it's don't give the enemy a foothold in your life. Like, don't let small things, like, turn into something bigger. Yeah. Small little, small little hole turns into a because him exactly him putting a few pieces of silver out of the money back into his pocket and not telling anybody grew into 30 grew into 30 pieces of silver and betraying the man that he was called to follow so the few pieces of silver that you might be putting in your pocket because you think nobody's looking what could that turn into for you and that was my answer that was where i stood and that god wrecked me in that moment because i was like hi hear you loud and clear sir I am sorry. And I, but I got my answer, you know, and coming around Easter, like, you know, everybody knows Judas as the guy that betrayed Jesus and he was the bad guy. He was the villain, right? But I think because Jesus knew, Mm -hmm. Jesus had knew that he had been betrayed. He, I feel now this is just my personal opinion, but I feel like he was meant to do that. I feel in a way that we were meant to see Judas do that in the Bible because he can now serve as an example of what sin and footholds and things like that in your life can do. And that's just something that God placed on my heart. Like, and again, I'm not like a pastor, preacher, anything like that. I'm just going by my own personal experience, but... Example of what not to do. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, in that moment, um, kind of when... God put all of this in front of me. It was a moment where I was convicted on, you know, things that I was doing in my life. No, and I'm not, listen, I wasn't out like murdering people or like doing, like, I'm not, wasn't doing really bad things. But it, it was even simple things like, um, I'll just be honest and vulnerable right now because let's be real, like, I'm a real person. Um, I had a very big issue with the way I spoke and certain words I spoke spicy words didn't I you can say it (laughs) 
Um, yes, not, I mean, there's a little bit of anger mixed in with those, like, um, things that we've been, we're, we are trying to work on, even as a couple, which every day, I don't think it's ever going to end, it's something you never quit at, is following fruits of spirit, and yeah. slow to anger, we both had a problem with. Oh, but I was specifically talking about using spicy words oh, yeah. in everyday language. Yeah. Mm. She's a lot, she's a lot better now. I, be, I was literally, God literally might as well have sat me down and looked me in the face and said, girl. Tone that down. Tone it down. Um, actually, he said turn it off, but, <laughs> um, which I have. And I'm very proud of myself because I w- looking back, I'm not proud of how I used my words back then. Um, but again, like, yeah, being mindful of the fruits of the spirit and making sure like, yes, that we are slow to anger and, you know, we have worked on that as a couple and as individuals and it's gone very well. Yeah. Like I'm very proud of the progress we've made, but, um, my anger is a snail. (laughs) You don't like that one? (laughs) Yeah. Is it true? I'll be here all night, folks. Um, but you know, and there were other things like, you know, and it wasn't necessarily sin either. It was just things that I was allowing. Um, also people I was around too that acted in a way that like I knew that I didn't want to hold myself to that kind of, those kind of actions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But yet I didn't also want to like hurt somebody's feelings. So I kind of like went along with it when that's not what we're called to do. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. And God was basically like, look, that's a foothold. And that's going to turn into something bigger if you allow that to happen. And a lot changed for me in that moment. And I'm very proud of the progress that I've made. And I, I don't like... I'm not here to condemn somebody for, like, the choices they make or anything like that. I'm saying, you know, it's very important to constantly be checking your heart and check yourself for, you know, areas of your life that you may be able to work on or get better in, if that makes sense. Yeah, something something to go along with um, hanging out with other people. I mean, ultimately, we're called to go out and love thy neighbor. Mm-hmm. Like, that's number one. It's not cut yourself off from a group of people because they do X, Y, Z. Absolutely. Once, once you've become strong enough in your faith and you become confident in yourself and who you are, like me and my humor, very confident, um, you get to the point to where, and for lack of a better term, this is the best I can come up with, people are contagious. So you can either be the victim in the contagion or you can be the victor. Mm-hmm. So you need to go out there and just show the fruits of spirit and love thy neighbor, which Mm -hmm. is pretty much what you were told to do in the first place. And so you just don't cut people off because you think they're a bad influence. You just love them. Some people you love from a little distance and get a little closer over time. But yeah, you have to be, you have to be the contagious person. Yes. Your spirit and your love, it needs to be contagious to them. It shouldn't be, you need to work on it, not being the other way around to where you get all the negative. And here's the thing, like, as a Christian, like, if you have a friend or whatnot and say, like, they're going out or something that they're doing is making you feel uncomfortable or they, like, okay, 
say they invite you out and the activity or whatever makes you uncomfortable you can say like hey no I'm really like not okay with whatever it is like maybe we can hang out a different time maybe we can plan something else um like Andy said like you don't have to cut them off we're supposed to love them and I, I think it's very important to remember that Jesus knew he had been betrayed but Judas still ate at that table you know he he knew the fate that he was about to face and Judas sat there and ate with them was shown love by Jesus um and I think that that's another important message um to remember so I would just say like make sure you as an individual are strong in your faith that you are checking your heart that you are um you know getting rid of any footholds that may be in your life any doors that are unlocked um you know because you think about it like if you leave your front door unlocked like that that's basically inviting someone to come in and rob your home (laughs) Like, yeah, they're just going to walk right in. They're not even going to have a problem doing it. So, if you're leaving doors unlocked in your spirit, the enemy's going to have no problem walking right on in. So, I think, and like, we're constantly doing it. I, I'm constantly, when I spend my time with God and when I'm um, in a time of prayer, reading my Bible or, you know, just having those moments, I'm saying, you know... Lord, like, what, um, what do I need to change? Like, what should I look for? Is there anything that isn't sitting, you know, right? And, um, it's just self-examination. Because I want to be somebody who, when they look at me, they see the joy and the love I have. And I want there to be, like, no mistake that that comes from Jesus, you know, like, that's where my joy and, um, love and everything comes from, and I don't want, I guess it'd be, like, I don't want to be a bad influence on somebody, you know what I mean? Like, I want to be the the best version of myself that I can be, and I think it's a constant process. It's not something that, like, happens overnight. You don't check your heart once and say, oh, okay, yeah, I fixed that problem. Um, And now I'm fine. Like, it's a constant thing that you should continually do and continually work through. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I think um, one of the greatest qualities, um, there's a guy, I know he's a worship pastor, we won't say any names, but he... um, it's hard to explain. He is, you wouldn't have no idea that he's a worship pastor unless he, um, unless whatever you already knew he was, stuff like that. But if you met him, he is the nicest person on planet Earth. I, I, I strongly, he's at least in the top 10. Um, he, um, he, he could, he would ask, you know, how your day is going and he'd genuinely be concerned. He's a great and amazing guy. And that's the first thing that you will ever notice about him or first feeling you'll ever get from him is that this is a very genuine, you know, loving person. He seems like he's an amazing guy. And that is like, I believe that's like his, not front, but like that's the first onion on his peel Mm -hmm. of 
of the fruits of spirit and who he is as a Christian is that he first starts with love. Yeah. So I think that's the most amazing and best way for anyone to go share the word of the Lord is to first walk the walk. Yeah. And then you can talk to the talk. Exactly. Mm. And I mean, like, like I said, I am not like a pastor or a preacher or anything like that. I'm just somebody who was literally saved by Jesus himself. And my hope and my prayer is that somebody out there is listening and God is able to use me to touch them and minister to them. And I mean, like, I pray that every day. And so with this, this was just a personal experience that happened for me. Um, and like I said, I've been sitting with this for well over eight months, you know, I've been having this in my back pocket and holding it close to me. And I felt like it was very, um, appropriate to kind of share it and put it out there because we are getting close to Easter. And I think there's a lot of things we can learn um, from the Easter story. There's so many moving, working parts that it's like the gospel has so much to, there's to a lot, teach There's us. a lot to unpack. I mean, you can you can read the entire thing real quick and you be done with it, but if you actually like sit down and dive deep into it, put on your scuba gear, um, there's a lot to unpack and look at from every, literally almost every verse, really. So much. I... In preparation for Easter, I have been reading through the gospel and being very intentional with my time and being very intentional with what I'm reading. Reading very slow, word by word, um, really dissecting the whole thing. And in doing that, I felt like this was my call to kind of share you know, a word that God had given with me, uh, to me and put it out there. And like, I'm not perfect. I wasn't perfect in the beginning. And when I first got saved, it was still like kind of a rocky road to figure out, you know, kind of where to go and what to do. And I think I just cried out to God and I said, oh, I am struggling. Please help. Please help. And he did. Did it, was it all pretty and like packaged up and full of rainbows and all this stuff? No. Him helping me came with a lot of personal convictions that really like rocked me. Looking back on it months later, am I better for it now? I feel so, yes. I feel like I've made a lot of progress and I feel like I have um, really grown as a person, as a Christian and i'm i'm very thankful for it so this was just me coming on here and kind of sharing that word i know i've shared this with andy before you know that day once i got done writing i was like you're not gonna believe like what i just wrote and i still have it it's like eight pages i wrote for three hours straight without a break and I said, I believe my, my reply was like, was it an entire book? Cause you've been over there for three hours. He didn't. Yeah. And he was like kind of shocked. And 
I remember saying to you the the words that God spoke over me, and I know I said this in a previous episode, but the words that God spoke over me that day were, I am not the only one who has a plan for your life. The enemy has a very big plan of his own, um, and he would love to see his plan fulfilled and everything, and if we leave those footholds in our lives, if we leave those doors unlocked, um, you're playing a very dangerous game, I feel, at that point, mm-hmm. and I was leaving some doors unlocked, and God basically said, look, you have two choices, and one of them's not great, one of them is eternal life, <laughs> so decide. <laughs> you know, I actually connected a, um, I, I just now, like when you were talking about that, it, I connected a, like an old saying, I don't know where it came from, but it's a, it's the saying of two wolves that live inside of you. You know, there's one dark wolf and a light wolf and, you know, like good and evil pretty much that's mm-hmm. inside of you. And then you, everybody always asks the question, well, which wolf is going to win in the fight over a man's heart? And they say it's whichever wolf that you decide to feed. Yeah. And scripture would be the food. Yeah. Which that's so. another episode that we are coming up on is about feeding yourself. Wolves. No, feeding <laughs> yourself. But, but... I am excited that I've now shared this. I was really nervous. I'm going to be very honest right now. Um, I felt the call to share this. I felt I've had it sitting and marinating for a very long time. And God was like, hey, remember that word I gave you a long time ago? Like, now you need to share this. He was like, well, it's Easter. You need to share this. And I'm going to be honest there. Um have been a lot more of those instances. The closer I got um, in my relationship with him, like, there's been so many more things he has done like that. And I have a, now I have a journal with these, I don't even know what to call them, devotions, sermons, whatever, like, lessons. Short stories. Um, I have a journal filled with them because I just, I write anything that, you know, God speaks over me, I write it down. And I'm going to be very honest, I did not feel called to, I didn't feel worthy to share it. Like, I was like, oh, God, like, no. And I even told Andy, I said, Andy, I don't know, because what if I mess this up? Like, what if I mess up? I I didn't want to mess up what, what God, you know, was speaking and then I remembered when we did our testimony podcast I remembered saying if you're called to do something if God calls you to do something and you think oh I can't do that I can't do that why not like why not you so I said okay I'm gonna do this God's calling me to share this so buckle up and I'm I'm so thankful that I came on here and we talked about it and I'm excited. I'm proud. Um, I'm hoping that somebody listening, um, I'm hoping it speaks to someone. I'm hoping that someone gets something from this and maybe God touches somebody's life. So 
It's a good, good word. It's a little bit of food. A little bit of food. A spirit snack. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to coin that phrase. I just, I just thought it up. Spirit a snack. spirit snack. Anytime someone gives like a small word for like five minutes, I'm going to be like, that's a lovely spirit snack. That's what this is. What the segment is now going to be called? A spirit snack. A spirit snack with Andy and Heather. Spirit snack. Y'all heard it here first, folks. You come out with like five minute YouTube shorts now. Bless it. Spirit snack. Please, okay, <laughs> guys. Thank you so so much for joining us this week. Thank you. Um, we love you. We appreciate all the support. It is unbelievable, and we are so grateful for it. Um. We are so excited to see what God is doing and the feedback we get in knowing that this is touching lives and that God is moving. We are just so excited to see what he is going to do and where he is going to take this. So we hope to see you next week and we love you. God bless you. Bye. Bye.